everyone. Welcome back to Sunday School. Students, for your lesson today, you will need your Bibles, lesson sheet number seven, it looks like this, and a pen or a pencil. Open up your Bibles to Luke chapter seven while I have a word with our parents. Parents, today we are studying a series of lessons from the New Testament. Our story today is Jesus Heals the Centurion's Servant. We will answer the question, what did a centurion trust that Jesus could do? The truth of our lesson is that a centurion trusted that Jesus could heal his servant with his word. Believers trust that Jesus hears their prayers and by his almighty power answers them. Our response is to pray to Jesus, trusting that he hears and answers all of our prayers. The at-home activity at the end of the lesson asks you and your student to talk about trust. Students, let's open our lesson today with a prayer. Dear Lord, it's only through the work of the Holy Spirit that we are able to trust in you. Send your spirit into our hearts to strengthen our faith so that we always go to you with all of our needs and trust all of your promises. Amen. 911. What do you think of when you see these numbers? You may think that there is an emergency, that someone needs help right away. If someone was sick and you called 911, an ambulance would come. The paramedics would help stabilize the sick person and then transport them to the hospital. Let's think of all the people you are trusting to help this person. Well, first you have the 911 operator that answers your call and dispatches the ambulance. Then there are the paramedics, the ambulance driver, the emergency doctors and nurses at the hospital. When you call 911, you are trusting that help will arrive. If you didn't trust it, you wouldn't call it. Whenever a person puts his or her trust in someone else, it's important that that person being trusted is worthy of that trust. We call this being trustworthy. Whom you trust is very important. In today's lesson, we are studying a story from the New Testament. This story takes place during Jesus' ministry as he entered a town called Capernaum. One of the people in our story is a Roman centurion. A centurion is a Roman army captain who was in charge of 100 men. At this time in history, the Roman army had captured the land of Israel and was occupying it. It's important to know that the Roman army was from a foreign land and they did not worship the true God. The soldiers were often very cruel to the Jews of Israel. In our lesson today, we are going to learn about a centurion who trusted Jesus. We will answer this question. What did the centurion trust that Jesus could do? Our lesson is from Luke chapter 7, verses 1 through 10. 
Let's read this section from the Bible together. When Jesus had finished saying all this to the people who were listening, he entered Capernaum. There a centurion servant, who his master valued highly, was sick and about to die. The centurion heard of Jesus and sent some elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him, This man deserves to have you do this, because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. So Jesus went with them. He was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself, for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him, and turning to the crowd following him, he said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. Then the men who had been sent returned to the house and found the servant well. All right, let's turn to the top of page 26 in your lesson leaflet and start with God's word one. Question one. From the first three verses of Luke chapter 7, find proof to back up this statement. The centurion was different from most Roman soldiers. Well, he for sure was different. In verse 2, we find that he valued his sick servant instead of treating him very cruel. And in verse 3, we find that he was a friend of the Jewish church leaders. And also in verse 3, we see that he went to Jesus instead of going to the Roman gods, the false gods. Question 2. The centurion did not go to Jesus himself, but sent messengers. Peek ahead at verses 6 and 7 to find out why the centurion stayed home. Well, the centurion, he felt unworthy to go to Jesus. That is why he asked his friends, the Jewish leaders, to go for him. He thought that the Jewish people, being children of God, would have a better time with Jesus than he would because he was a Roman and a sinner. Question three. Normally, the Jews did not like the Roman soldiers. Find proof that the Jewish elders liked this Roman centurion very much. Well, when the Jewish elders got to Jesus, they pleaded with Jesus to have this servant healed. They even told Jesus that the centurion loved them very much, for he even built a synagogue for them with his own money. This centurion, who was a Gentile, 
wasn't mean or disrespectful to the Jews as most Roman soldiers were. The Jews had become his friends and he loved them. Why? The centurion had come to believe in the true God, believe that Jesus was the Messiah and had faith that Jesus could heal his servant. So our key point for section one, what request did the centurion make of Jesus? The centurion asked Jesus to heal his dying servant. God's word today one, evaluate this. We learned that the centurion considered himself unworthy to go to Jesus. Make the head below look like you. Add some eyes, nose, a mouth, and even some hair. Go ahead and do that. Then finish the sentences to tell how you are like the centurion and how you want to be like the centurion. So let's think back to what the centurion said and did. So I am like the centurion because I have problems. I am a sinner and I too am unworthy to go to Jesus. But I want to be more like the centurion by taking my problems to Jesus just like the centurion did, and trusting in Jesus, just like he did. We have a memory treasure today that talks about trust. Proverbs 3 verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. This is what the centurion did and what we should do too in all circumstances. God's word two. Question four. On the line below, the line between the Capernaum entrance and the centurion's house, draw stick people to represent the following people in our story and label them too. So we need to draw and label Jesus, the elders, the centurion's friends, the centurion, and the sick servant. If you're not sure, look at verse 6 to determine where they were at the time. So please pause the video now and draw and label where the five people should be in the illustration. Come back when you are done. Welcome back. Let's go over to the whiteboard and see where the people should be in our illustration. In our Bible reading, we find that Jesus was walking to the centurion's house when he was met first by the elders. Then as Jesus and the elders continued to walk to the house, they were met by the centurion's friends. The centurion and the servant are inside the house. Question five, compare the authority or power of the centurion's words and Jesus' words. The centurion officer had authority over 100 soldiers. The centurion knew 
as a commander, he could tell the soldiers under him what to do. So the centurion gives us these examples in verse 8. He says that he tells his soldiers to go. And what do they do? They go. He tells his soldiers to come. And what do they do? They come. He tells them to do this. And what do they do? They do it. So, what is Jesus' authority over the servant's sickness? Jesus says, be healed. And what happens? The servant is healed. The centurion had authority over people, but the centurion knew that Jesus has unlimited authority over everything. He believed that Jesus was the Messiah. He had faith that Jesus' words alone could heal his servant. Question six. According to the centurion, what was not necessary for his servant to be healed? The centurion was surprised that Jesus was on his way to his house because he felt unworthy of a visit from Jesus. The centurion believed that Jesus could heal his servant from a distance just by speaking his almighty word. In verse 7, the centurion says, But say the word, and my servant will be healed. So the answer to this question is, the centurion knew that it was not necessary for Jesus to come to his house. So our key point for section two, what did the centurion's statement of faith show? The centurion trusted that Jesus could heal the servant with his word alone. Good job. Let's go to the top of page 27 and continue with God's word today too. What Jesus can't do. In each of the shapes below, list one prayer request that you have for Jesus. So pause the video now and write a prayer request in each of the shapes. Come back when you are done. Welcome back. What are your prayer requests? Are they specific requests for friends and family? Or are they more general requests, like things for good health or for safety? Or maybe they are requests for you and your life. Now, on our lesson sheet, it asks us to cross out those requests that name something that Jesus cannot do. So which ones on your sheet will you cross out? You should not cross out any of them. Jesus can do anything. There is nothing that Jesus cannot do. Remember our memory treasure from Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. God's Word 3. Question 7. Why do you think Jesus was amazed? By the centurion's words. 
Well, the centurion showed great faith in the power of Jesus. The centurion trusted Jesus at his word. He knew that Jesus did not even need to see the servant in order to heal him. Question eight. This was a sad yet joyful day for Jesus. Why might Jesus have been sad about the people of Israel based on what he said? Well, many of God's people, the Jews, did not believe in Jesus as their savior. And Jesus wants all people to know and believe in him. What amazed Jesus and deeply moved him? That this centurion, a Gentile, had faith in Jesus and trusted him completely. Question nine. There is a saying that seeing is believing. We don't know if the centurion's friends were believers, but they definitely should have believed in Jesus' almighty power once they returned to the centurion's house. Why? Well, the dying servant, he was well by the time they returned to the house. He was healed by the power of just Jesus' words. So our key point for section three, what did Jesus do when the centurion appealed to him for help? Jesus was amazed at the centurion's faith and healed his dying servant by his word alone. God's word today, three. Three answers. Jesus has promised to hear all our prayers and to answer each and every one of them. However, sometimes people think Jesus doesn't answer their prayers because they don't receive the answer they want. Jesus responds in three different ways to our prayers. The first way, when Jesus grants what I pray for, his answer to my prayer is, a three-letter word, yes, Y-E-S, correct. The second way, Sometimes Jesus wants me to be patient because the time is not right. So his answer to my prayer is, wait. And the third way, at all times, Jesus knows what is best for me. So sometimes his answer to my prayer is, no. It's important to remember that Jesus hears each and every prayer that we pray. When he responds to our prayers, it is with an answer that is best for us because Jesus knows what is best for us. Jesus does not answer our prayers based on how good we are or how strong a faith we have. Out of his great love for us, Jesus hears all our prayers and answers them. Let's go to the top of page 28 and review what we've learned today. So the aim of our lesson, what did a centurion trust that Jesus could do? The truth of our lesson from scripture, the centurion trusted that Jesus could heal his servant with his word. The application to our lives today, 
believers trust that Jesus hears their prayers and by his almighty power answers them. Our response, we pray to Jesus, trusting that he hears and answers all of our prayers. Yes. The memory treasure section for this lesson has four memory verses. Please look those up and write them in the spaces provided. Also read through the third commandment and the second petition to the Lord's Prayer that are written there. Then there are two memory treasure exercises that you can do on your own. The at-home activity for today asks you to talk about trust with a parent or another adult in your family. Then there are four questions for you and your family member to answer. Trust. It's a word that we have heard many times in our lesson today. Using the first letters in the word trust, we can write phrases that tell something we have learned from today's lesson. Let's read these together. Take troubles to Jesus. Rely on Jesus. Understand that Jesus can do anything. Seeing Jesus with our eyes isn't necessary. Trust Jesus completely. He died for me, forgives my sins, and will take me to heaven. Let's close our lesson with a prayer. Dear Jesus, please send your Holy Spirit to give us faith like the centurions, a faith that trusts you completely. And thank you, Jesus, for promising to hear and answer all our prayers. Help us remember that no matter what happens, you are almighty and in control of all things and will do what is best for us. Amen. Have a great week and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>